When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, MDD peeps? We've got another interesting discussion tonight. We have a tag team discussion on, is Christianity true? First, I just want to thank everybody for showing up, all the uh, debaters. I also want to thank... Uh, also want to thank everybody who's in the live chat. Sorry, we're getting off to a little bit of a late start. Had some technical difficulties. Let me know in the live chat how the audio and everything is, and uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. But first, I just want to say, um, let's keep it friendly in the chat, and let's all uh, be thankful that we're here and and just keep it to a uh, friendly conversation. We're going to start off with the Christian side. Um, I guess. Music analyst, uh, are you going to roll first or uh, Jay? Uh, we can go with Jay first. What do you say, Jay? Hello? Uh, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with that, absolutely. Okay. All right, sounds good. You guys go ahead and kick it off. Five to six minute openings. All right, and um, go ahead and let me know if I do end up being a little bit long-winded at all. Um, I'll definitely try to make sure that doesn't happen. But nonetheless, thank you guys, obviously, for having me here. Um, I obviously always love being a part of Modern Day Debates events. Um, so just want to go ahead and thank you guys for that. And also thank you to the opponents as well as my teammate here. Um, always fun. So I want to go ahead and be brief with this because the topic itself, is Christianity true, to me sounds uh, relatively vague. I'm sure a lot of people would probably agree. So I kind of wanted to narrow down what exactly would it mean for Christianity to be true just in a blanket way. Um, and I think there's really three things you could boil it down to, although there's certainly lots of other things that you would want to add to this. Um, number one, that God exists. Number two, that Jesus is indeed that God. And number three, that that's, that person, Jesus, uh, resurrected from the dead after being crucified, dying for human sin. Um, I got to be kind of brief with this because there's a, there's a lot of you know arguments that go into each one of these individual points. Um, so I'm not really going to go into them so much. I'm going to kind of wait to see which one of them actually gets challenged in the cross-examination and just tell you what I believe they are. Um, so the arguments for the existence of God are the moral argument, namely God is the only explanation for the fact of objective morality. The second one is the argument from creation. Argument is the, uh, God rather is the only explanation for the beginning of the universe and indeed time and space and all those sorts of things itself. And the third one is the argument from complexity, uh, God is the only explanation, and by only explanation, by the way, I mean only rational explanation, and of course that's in my own personal opinion, but we'll obviously get to the cross-examinations there. Uh, argument from complexity, God is the only explanation for the complexity of creation, 
uh, things like the uh, Kalam cosmological argument, fine tuning, irreducible complexity, and so forth. Uh, the second point, Jesus is God, I would give the prophetic argument, namely there is correct, correct, excuse me, and explicit prophecy by and about Jesus. Uh, number two, I would give a scriptural argument, namely that Jesus fulfills the qualifications for Old Testament Messiah. Um, and number three, I would give the arguments for, from his resurrection, which of course in and of itself is the third point. So let's just go straight to that. Uh, the resurrection, I would argue that we know because A, of reliable eyewitness account, B, of extreme zealotry on the point of those eyewitnesses to the point of being uh, even being willing to be tortured to death. And uh, number three, and I think the most obvious explanation, or not obvious explanation, but obvious evidence rather, in arguing for the resurrection is an empty tomb. Uh, interestingly enough, the New Testament, the Talmud, and all of the uh, pagan scholars who try to argue about a body that we actually have on record, they never actually argue that there's a body in the tomb of Christ. They all actually agree the tomb was empty. They just typically say something along the lines of, oh, the disciples stole it or uh, something you know similar to that, um, which means that at least according to the people at that time, there was definitely an empty tomb. Now, how exactly did that happen? Of course, that's going to be something we'd want to get into more in the discussion here, but I would argue that, that is another evidence for the resurrection. Now, I do want to kind of use what's left of my time to argue a little bit more for the resurrection because I think the resurrection in and of itself kind of implies the other two arguments, right? The, the resurrection kind of implies there's something divine about Jesus. And if there's something divine about Jesus, then obviously there exists a divine. Um, so the first thing I want to point out is the eyewitness accounts. A lot of people say there is no eyewitness accounts and these accounts were written hundreds of years later and so on and so forth. This is actually incredibly far from the truth. Uh, the traditional understanding is that there are 27 books in the New Testament. Of course, that's just a statement of fact. Um, eight authors in those, uh, uh, penned rather, those 27 books, five of which we would count as eyewitnesses. Those would be Matthew and John, two of the biographical writers, as well as Peter, James, and Jude. The other three, which would be Mark, uh, Luke, and Paul, would not be eyewitnesses, but would still be relatively close to the event in question. Um, the traditional understanding of these texts is that they were all written before the year 65. In fact, Matthew is dated by virtually everybody before the 1800s to be written within a decade of uh, Jesus Christ's crucifixion. And every single one of these people ended up going to their brutal and terrible death for what they had penned. So it's not like if they were concocting some lie, it's not like they were concocting a lie that gave them riches and babes and lots of drugs and all this other kind of crazy stuff. In reality, what it got them is terribly persecuted, stoned to death, skinned alive, crucified, so on and so forth, right? So bare minimum, we know for a fact they definitely believed these things that they were penning. And the evidence does seem to suggest that they penned them relatively quickly and had in fact seen the events for themselves. Um, I would point out quickly that when we say, you know, the zealotry of these men, it's literally every single one of them. The only person who was a disciple who was not actually executed was John. And John was said to have been, uh, the, the tradition is that he was, they tried to execute him. Uh, for some reason or another, it didn't work and they exiled him to the island of Patmos, right? Nonetheless, the point being, you know, every single one of these guys said, I definitely saw this so we can rule out hallucination because you don't, there's no such thing as a mass hallucination, right? And every single one of them said, not only that, but I am willing to die in the most horrible way possible for this. So we definitely know that they believed it. Right. They believe it. There can't be hallucination and they're claiming to be eyewitnesses of the thing that they believe. I think that's pretty solid 
evidence when you couple it with the fact that there is indeed an empty tomb, and especially considering the fact that there was a lot of people who were not believers initially who then came to become believers. For example, Paul was a Pharisee and was a horrible persecutor of Christians. Um, the traditional dating for his conversion is 37. Jesus' crucifixion would be 33. So that's four years of literally slaughtering Christians. Um, and then he ends up having a change of heart because he believes he sees a vision. James, who is literally the brother of Jesus, this is his own flesh and blood, right? Um, was not a believer before the crucifixion. And yet after the crucifixion, not only is he a believer, but he is one of the few biblical characters who, you know, are kind of small scale, because of course the big scale ones are mentioned all throughout those, excuse me, historical record. Uh, he's one of the few small scale figures in the Bible that we actually have extra biblical sources for. He ends up being the leader of the Jerusalem church uh, and so on and so forth. And so for those reasons, I would argue, and, uh, you know, want to kind of concede some time to give some time here to music analysts to make sure that we have more room for discussion. But for those reasons, I would argue that it's reasonable to assume that the resurrection stories are true, that they did happen and that indeed Jesus is divine um, as evidenced by his resurrection from the dead. All right. Thanks so much for that. Kick it over to music analyst. Okay. Uh, I'll just say this. I come from a very different place. I used to be an atheist for, 10 years or you know my 20s i used to be a, a pure atheist I, I was i was like these uh, religions is just to you know cause division and, and wars and this that the other and also i've also seen a bunch of fake preachers like god loves money and you love god therefore give money to god so i saw a bunch of those preachers and i was like fuck that shit I don't think God exists. I don't think anything exists until I came to my fucking senses, which I did a couple of years ago. Uh, and now I'm wearing a cross. Uh, now, I don't know if everything in the Bible is 100% uh, true. I don't know if the devil or whatever has tampered with it or, you know, done something. I don't know. But I do know now that there certainly is a devil out there. Like it's it's almost uh, confirmed like you see it in the music industry you see it in the uh, movie industry you see it everywhere you see it in the in the way humanity is today because everybody is so fucking into themselves what is that that's negative negative ego which is me 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 fuck everything else you know me 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 uh, and that you can translate to being like the devil okay but i, I have some i have some small little pictures i want to share can i just share the screen right here I guess, right? Can I just share? Uh, one sec. Host disabled participant screen sharing. Okay. <laughs> one second. Mm, I'm not sure why it's not letting you uh, share your screen. Uh, must be in the settings like allow right, every try, participant. Try okay. Yes. Now. Okay. Do we see this now? Yes. Uh, yes. Should be able to see that. Uh, let me know when you see that. Whatever it is. Do you see that? Okay. What this is. Okay, I'm not a no, you know, mathematical uh, expert, 
but this is the golden ratio and this is a thing that is in nature like it's in uh, in like snails shells and flowers this that the other <clears throat> so <clears throat> what it is it's a mathematical equation that is like one plus one equals two and then you take the two and uh, add one to it you get three then you get then you do three plus two then you get five and then you take five plus three and then you get eight and so on and on and on it goes uh, it is in like in all of these uh, uh, complex uh, symmetric uh, things I don't know what they call fractal fractals maybe yeah those endless things anyway so this is like basically in the in nature of our reality okay and what's interesting about the golden ratio is that uh, the equation is not random there is some, uh, some intelligent thought that has made it so that it's like one plus one equals two then you take two and the previous one and you get three and then you take three and the previous two and you get five so there is some some intelligent being making the equation work like this and it's not just random it's not like one plus nine minus three you know so it's something intelligence has has made this that's one uh, one indication for me that there is an intelligent uh, being uh, creating this place but also again just like a video game just like a video game game programmer uh, needs to be coding a video game the same goes with reality there needs to be a coder for this reality this shit ain't random this is complex shit in fact it's much more complex than any video game it's like one billion times more complex and yet people think it's random like the big bang the big bang's a bunch of nonsense by the way uh okay and also the golden ratio is a rectangle as you can see here okay this is a rectangle and in it you got the golden ratio you also have it in the piano roll the piano i'm a, i'm a composer and a singer uh, my music is my thing obviously music analyst anyways uh even in the piano do you see the piano maybe i don't know if you do uh you can see the the, the rectangle of the golden ratio uh in this piano roll uh so and then it just loops you know you get the same you only have 12 keys on a keyboard and then you get the same repeating shit just like the golden ratio and quickly i just want to go into uh cern which is the scientist right cern is a, a scientific place in switzerland that they're they're colliding i don't know what the hell they're colliding molecules or i don't know what the hell it is anyways so they're they're supposed to be not religious right yet what do they have uh as a statue outside of their building they got the shiva statue okay the Siva statue, which is the, uh, what is it? The God of Destruction or something. And here you have the WHO. You know how the WHO is. What do they have? The Shiva statue in their meetings. Okay, but let's move on. Let's move on. Here we have the devil's uh, or Satan statue in some court. I mean, I don't know where, where it is. Uh, anyways, fuck that. Let's move on. Uh, oh, yeah. There was a there was a ceremony for this. Uh, what is it called? I don't know what it's called in Switzerland. The CERN project. They held held this fucking weird satanic ceremony over there. Let me just quick. I don't want to make it too long. 
Uh, let me just show you. Ah, oh, this thing doesn't let me get to the tabs. All right. Can I just minimize that shit? doesn't let me take it there weird oh yeah then you got the Pope you got the Pope do you still see the screen sharing by the way I don't you don't you don't see the screen sharing anymore yeah uh, you're screen sharing. Screen sharing. okay fuck it anyways the Pope has a bunch of weird um, you can check it out uh, just type the Pope and some demon uh, statue behind him in the in the building in the, in the in the church or whatever. And the building itself is like modeled like a like a reptile snake. So what's going on there? He's supposed to be Christian, right? But he got he got these devilish things behind him, and the whole building is a snake. Anyways, anyways, I'm done. So off to Jared or Jimmy, right? Got a lot of J's here. Yeah. Jared, Jimmy, J. Okay. Thanks so much for that music analyst. We'll kick it on Thank over you. Jimmy or Jared. Which one would like to go first? Um, I'll go first. Um, and yes, there are a lot of Jimmy's this evening. Um, in fact, if we have one more, we could uh, change the name to the Night of a Thousand Gyms. Um, <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, I am uh, Jimmy Winburn. Um, I uh, Hold on, let me get my text up here. Um, and yes, I do know it's a boy's name. Um, I am a writer, artist, engineer, you know, your typical everyday Ubermensch. Uh, um, in fact, I'm calling tonight from my combination writing desk slash art studio slash secret laboratory. Um, I am retired now, but I was a software engineer. Uh, for most of my life. Uh, and most of that, uh, my career was in uh, space sciences. I tell people that there wasn't a lot of money in it, but while I was there, I got to say, well, yes, as a matter of fact, I am a rocket scientist. Um, these days when I'm not playing Mountain Blade, uh, I work on a red comic called uh, uh, Romana 3. The shameless plug, look for the link in the doobly-doo. Um, and so let me go on with the, with the actual uh, statement here. Now, um, as CJ mentioned, the, the, the question, is Christianity true? It strikes me as a little bit odd, uh, mostly because Christianity is a noun and we don't uh, usually describe a thing as uh, something that can be either, uh, a thing that could be either true or false. Uh, I mean, the question, uh, is an apple true, would strike us a bit odd too, unless, of course, we were on acid. Um, but the question makes more sense if we see Christianity not as a thing, but as a collection of statements, you know, statements like, as CJ said, uh, God exists, um, uh, Jesus is that God, um, he died, he was born and died and was resurrected, that sort of thing. These are the claims that we can assign a truth value to. But then we need to decide how those statements interact with each other, 
do they all have to be true for Christianity to be true? Uh, or do just most of them have to be true? Um, also, I, I have to say, this is the time of the day when uh, my voice kind of disappears. And uh, I apologize that um, Winnie the Pooh will be philosophizing tonight. Oh, bother. Um, so anyway, uh, science works on the principle that uh, models only have to be mostly true to be uh, useful. A perfect example of this is the theory of universal gravitation. When Newton developed this model, uh, people thought it was a wonder. And finally, someone came along who could explain celestial mechanics. And it stood unchallenged for 200 years until somebody noticed that the orbit of Mercury around the sun didn't quite match up with universal gravitation. And it took Einstein to come along and explain these oddities. oddities um, So I can go? Go. Um, I will be presenting the argument today that Christianity cannot be true because I am in fact the one true God. Despite appearances, I am indeed the divine creator of this world and hold opinion over all reality. Christianity is a false religion. I implanted into history and I have decided to reveal this today within this debate. I seek no followers, nor do I wish to tell you how to live. I am a humble God who simply wishes to appear to you now in this format so that you privileged few may know the truth. Now, I know you will be skeptical, so I have been seen fit to orchestrate an alternate argument conveyed through my debate partner, so that you may come to this truth in the manner most comfortable to your tiny human minds. In the event that someone else appears claiming to be God during this time, do not be swayed, my children. It is a test of faith. Also, if the opposing side makes any particularly strong arguments, this too is a test of faith, and you will be rewarded in your next life if you hold strong through these trials. I do not test you out of malice, but out of love. Or I know you can overcome them and see the truth if you are willing to give yourself over to it. All right, is that all you, all you have for your opening? That wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> that was, hey, that's good with me. If that's all you got. Uh, all right, looks like Jimmy's back, so... I'm going to add Jimmy in. And oh. Go ahead and, uh, sorry about that. Go ahead and uh, finish your, your opening statement. Jimmy. Oh, so so we're, we're, uh, we're, we're back all together? Uh, yep, we're yes. good to go. Okay, hold on. Um, okay. Uh, um, but anyway, it took it took Einstein to explain these oddities, mostly with uh, Mercury. <laughs> Are you, you good to go, Jimmy? Enjoy the silence. 
Give me a. You, are you still good to go? I don't. Can can any can anyone hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> yes, we can hear you. But no, yes. Yep. Uh, Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, uh, so I'm I, I'm good to go. Yes. I'm sorry. I had some background things. Okay, so um, it, it it took Einstein to explain the oddities of the uh, uh, orbit of Mercury, and when he came up with uh, general relativity. But even though, uh, but now that we know the gravitation is universal, gravitation is not the complete answer. Does that mean that it's false or of no use? Far from it. As long as you're not dealing with the kind of gravitational fields that Mercury experiences, universal gravitation works perfectly well. Um, it's still used to predict uh, eclipses, uh, guide robots to Mars, and for, you know, Kerbal Space Program. Um, Christianity, though, doesn't function that way. Um, even Christians themselves tell you that the Bible is the inerrant word of God. The foundation of their faith is that the Bible is absolutely true. Not even one error can be discovered or the, the whole system crumbles. Um, but that leads to a problem. Some of the claims of the Bible aren't just wrong. They are spectacularly wrong. Uh, in particular, um, in Revelations 6.13, uh, and it shows up in other places too, but in, this, in Revelation, it says that in the last days, the stars in the sky will fall to earth. And so the Christians will have to say something, well, yes, the stars can't fall to earth, duh. Uh, but passages like that are not supposed to be taken literally. The Bible can't be wrong, so those passages have to be taken figuratively. So even though the people that wrote the Bible couldn't have known that the stars uh, couldn't just fall to earth, scholars will go to great lengths to show that that's actually what they meant, uh, that that passage has to be taken figuratively. Uh, they will show that the words can be interpreted figuratively, and if it can be interpreted that way, then that must be the correct interpretation because, of course, the Bible can't be wrong. Um, Monty Mills in Revelations, an exegetical study in the Revelation of John, um, says that, uh, talks about how other people um, explain this passage by saying, well, some believe that these stars refer to fallen angels. Uh, he concludes with his own interpretation that it seems best to understand these as asteroids or meteors. Um, the problem here is that Christians just assume that a verse is to be taken uh, literally until science or whatever shows that it can't be. Uh, then they will shift gears and try to explain how it can be figurative. Uh, a good example of this is the pro of this process was the Roman Catholic Church take on evolution. There was a time when everyone just assumed that Genesis described how God created all of life on Earth. Uh, then Darwin 
et al. comes along and shows how the origin of species can be explained by natural causes. The church fought against this idea for years until they finally conceded and proclaimed that, yes, God created the world, but the evolution explains how he did it. Yeah, Genesis should not be taken literally. It's obviously <laughs> just poetry. Um, and that's a direct quote from Father Burns from my Catholic uh, thought class. And I have no idea why I did that in a very bad Hungarian <laughs> accent. Um, uh, especially because he was from Iowa. Um, but, this, but this recasting of passages as figure uh, when the need arises is essentially saying the Bible is absolutely true, except when it isn't. But even then, it's still absolutely true. Faith is saved. Um, I mean, this is essentially a God of the gaps argument. Um, as human knowledge increases, more and more the Bible has to be seen as figurative and God becomes smaller and smaller. And that's a horrible argument for saying that Christianity is true. QED, thank you. All right, thanks so much for that. Uh, we'll kick it over back to the Christian side to open up the live chat. Okay, let me just say, uh, you talked about gravity. First of, first of all, it's, not, it's a theory. Gravity is a theory. They have not said that they know exactly how it works. It's a theory. You know what I believe right now? Right now, I used to believe the ball thing, you know, everything that goes with it, the space and all that nonsense. Now I don't. Now I know the sky is the limit, literally. There's, this is like a simulation. Up there is a limit. The sky is the limit. It's not just a thing you say. It's literally the limit up there. Anyways, anyways, I, I just want to quickly put this in. I just want to quickly put this in. The whole Big Bang Theory is a bunch of nonsense. It's a, it's a fantasy story, period. Yeah, it was like... Huh? Yes, continue. Yes. Yeah, I did it. Huh? <laughs> I did that. Jerry, Jerry, I did it. You did what? Um, uh -huh. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Jared's, God, Jared's God, so... Um, ah, okay, no. Nobody's God, okay. only God. Um, okay, uh, go on. You said that, it, that yeah, it's ridiculous. Why, why do you... Nonsense. Completely nonsense. You know why? They say first there was nothing, okay? There was nothing. Endless nothingness, they say. Okay? Forever nothingness. But something decided to ignite and spark this whole thing. And out of that explosion... Millions and billions of years ago. Who, by the way, who 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 uh, measured that? Who was there? Like this was sixty-five billion years ago. Anyways, science is the new religion. Let me just put that in. Science is the new religion without being a religion. Like people worship science. I'm not saying science is wrong, but I think science is hijacked uh, by these demonic things. They've hijacked science, and everybody, uh, you know, that believes in science. They don't know that they are becoming religious themselves because they, they don't see it as a religion. But anyways, so first there was endless nothingness, then an explosion came, and then uh, after millions of millions of years, the, the, the planets came and this, that, whatever. That's just to, that's just to make you think you're, you're nothing. You know, they want to make you think this is all random, that there is no God. You're trapped on this little ball that is just insignificant in the endless vast space, okay? Everything is pointless, everything is just spinning and there is no real meaning, okay? But 
Now, I'm not saying the earth is flat, but if it is, it proves that there is a God. Because if this is a special place created by the, the architect of this reality, then that proves there is a God. But they want you to believe that everything is just random, it came from nothing, and then you only get one life, and then what happens after you die? You get back to the endless nothingness. But there's a problem with that. You have to be conscious to be able to realize that you died and now have uh, entered endless nothingness. You know, they say, they say you only have one life. That's bullshit. There is more evidence talking that we are endless souls that live on. We just uh, change vehicles, like the body is a vehicle. Uh, it's just like a fucking video game. You choose a character, and when you're done with that, you go on to the next character, and on and on it goes forever. Uh, anyways, I don't want to talk too much. Uh, Jay, or uh, what was it, Jerry? That's Jimmy, uh, right? Oh, Jimmy. Yeah, Jay. just un unmute your mic whenever you want to talk. Uh, and if you would mute your mic um, when other people are talking, because I think there's an echo uh, and the audience is saying... Oh, you're talking to me. To, for everybody. Uh, okay, okay. The audience is saying there's a, kind of an echo. So I was okay, okay, I'm mute. It. Yes. Go ahead. Hey, everybody. Uh, so I think I've established my point pretty well so far. Uh, did anyone have anything they wanted to ask? God? No? Jimmy, you need to unmute your mic. Alright, I, I got mine unmuted at the moment. Um, was, was Jimmy, were you trying to make a point, Jimmy? I'll unmute your mic for you. Go ahead, Jimmy. We can hear you. Oh, okay. Um, there, there was uh, a lot of different points uh, that 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 you made, uh, music analyst. Um, and it's hard to um, uh, unpack, for lack of a better term, um, everything that you said. Um, and I'm not exactly sure how that relates to the. Uh, 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 the question of how Christianity uh, is true, um, even if you could use the uh, existence or non-existence of the of, of, of the Big Bang um, to show that um, some kind of God exists, which I don't think you can. Um, how would that show that the Christian God? is real and that christianity is true listen I, I don't care which god is true i only care about one god maybe you know when it comes to this topic right here we're here to prove christianity is is true or not but i'm talking about god in general i don't care which religion it is there is only one god one there can be only one that's it so uh even though it's not exactly the topic it's still related because we we need to, we, we're talking about if there is a God or not, an architect or not. Do you think this is I, just I think, random? Um, Do you just think this is an accident? To, huh? yeah, I just wanted to jump in. Um, the, the arguments that you made before, they don't, uh, I don't believe they really apply to the, the idea that there's only one God. They're, they're mostly arguments for a God, but how, how would they prove that there's only one? 
Yeah, listen. Uh, they there can be only one God. When you say gods, that's incorrect. You know why? Because the meaning of the word God means the mightiest of them all. So if there are several gods, that means uh, they're all kind of equal-ish. You know, there there is no God. Well, maybe that. And what would be well, wrong with that? The God was just a lot would be evil. wrong with that because there can be only one almightyest God. Because well, if you have, there's no, I kind of want to jump in here for a minute because I yes. think there's a couple <laughs> things that need to be kind of stated. So, um. First and foremost, um, a god is, is simply a being of worship. Technically speaking, um, a, a god can be literally, I mean, anything. It can be a rock. Um, you know what I mean? So I, I do just want to briefly point that out. Now, what I would certainly say is I think logically, if you look at things through a philosophical lens and many philosophers who had no uh, reference to, to the Bible or the Hebrews whatsoever actually did come to the same conclusion, there does have to be a a uh, first cause, right? An uncaused first cause or an unmoved mover, um, as Aristotle would put it. And, and the reasons, I think, are quite simple. So first off, we do know that everything that exists comes into being at some point in time. And when it comes into being at some point in time, it comes into being as a result of some cause. But at the same time, we also know logically from things, you know, for example, numbers, numbers start at one. They don't go infinitely both ways. Negativity is a construct of human imagination, right? There can, in reality, be one stick, but negative one stick does not exist. So we know that everything starts from a beginning and can go infinitely in one direction, hypothetically, but not the other, right? We know things are caused, ha they have to be caused by something, and yet at the same time, it does have to start somewhere. So one of these cause, uh, causes, right, at some point, has to be uncaused. And if you think about some of the things which are caused, that makes a, makes a lot of sense. For example, if matter is caused, then its cause, by definition, must be immaterial. If time is caused, then its cause must, by definition, be timeless. Um, if space is caused, then whatever uh, created the space obviously needs to be something that doesn't necessarily occupy space in the way that you might consider it. Um, and this has been something that has been widely accepted amongst philosophers all throughout uh, cultures because it's something that's inevitably, I think, logically true. Now, that doesn't make a jump necessarily to Christianity which is part of the reason why I wanted to focus a little bit more on the resurrection. But I do think they are very solid arguments to prove bare minimum um, that there is that there has to be some sort of uh, uncaused first cause that created everything. Because, like I said, it, it would just be inherent in some of the definitions to create time. You must be timeless, so on and so forth. Um, another thing, though, that I, I, that I would want to point out here is um, as far as, you know, the argument for today, whether or not. Um, whether or not Christianity is true, right? I think that it can be inferred logically that if Jesus resurrected from the dead, that he is God. And of course, if he is God, then there must be a God. Um, I think this can be inferred logically because that is the claim Jesus made about himself. And if he is, you know, uh, providing some sort of a miracle like resurrection from the dead or something like that, that would be the evidence he is putting forward to people to show them, hey, look, I am indeed God, Right. Um, so what is the evidence that we can put forward for the resurrection happening? Well, like I said, we have eight different writers from the Bible, all writing before the year 100, as well as five extra biblical writers who are writing before the year 100 who affirmed the Christian faith. Um, to go through those very briefly, so out of the eight, we have four, potentially three, but there's a little bit of an argument on one of them, but I'll get to that in a second. 
uh, disciples of Jesus himself. We have Matthew, we have John, also known as the beloved disciple. We have Peter, who is considered by uh, Catholics and so on to be the prince of the apostles. And we have Jude. The question with Jude is he may actually be a brother of Jesus. He may actually be one of the 12 disciples. He may also be both. There's a little bit of um, debate amongst conservative circles about that. And then you have James, who is actually the brother of Jesus. And then three others, Luke, who claims to be a historian and is doing the, an actual historical biography. Mark, who's getting the record from uh, Peter. And then Paul, who claims to have visions. That's eight separate writers and, un- and 27 separate books before the year 100. Then we also have writings from Barnabas, who's mentioned explicitly in the, um, in the letters of Paul, as is Clement of Rome, another person who we have existing record from. Um, in the case of both of them, we have one existing record. Uh, we also have record existing from both Ignatius of Antioch and Polycarp. Both of them knew and indeed were taught by John personally, one of the people who wrote uh, first through third John Revelation and the Gospel of John. And by virtue of the historian Eusebius, we actually have the writings of a third pupil of John whose name is Papias. And all 13 of those uh, sources come before the year 100. And that's not even including some other sources that come before the year 100, like Josephus or Thallus or so on and so forth. So in other words, there is substantial evidence very, very soon that bare minimum, this person was seen by some to be dead and then alive later, right? Now, your explanation for that can be, you know, obviously different than mine, and we'll hopefully be able to get into the nuances of that. But bare minimum, there are there is a collection of people who can not only confirm Jesus existed, but whether through visions or physically, say that they saw the man, he was dead, and now at this point he is alive. And I think that that is pretty solid evidence, considering the fact that there is not a single historical figure you could give me before the year 1000 AD with 13 separate independent sources backing him up. There's not one. Uh, and that's just a simple matter of fact, right? That when we come to the, when we are actually talking about the preservation of history, Jesus is easily the most well-preserved historical figure of the first 3000 years of recorded human history or 4,000 years, depending on when you pin that date of, you know, the first recorded human incident as, but nonetheless, the point being, right? There's no one who comes even close to 13 plus sources within a hundred year time span. Um, so I, I would like to see what some of the arguments against uh, that uh, argument there is. Okay, basically what you are saying is that there are uh, these books that are written um, that say that uh, Christ was uh, such and such and uh, God and all that. But that's it. They're just books. I mean, how is that different from Jared here um, saying that he's God? Uh, It's different for a couple of reasons, actually. And um, I I would like to point out while I do certainly understand the point and I understand that your argument here is not to, to be disingenuous in any way, I think if we look at the at the evidence objectively, it certainly does come off as a little bit disingenuous. Let me kind of explain why. Um, so first and for, foremost, when we see, you know, let's say hypothetically speaking that somebody a thousand years from now sees this video and they end up, you know, obviously um, using it as an argument for Jared being God, right? Let's just say hypothetically that happens, right? Well, first off, it's only Jared actually claiming that Jared is God. One of the unique things about the New Testament is, at least in the case of those five eyewitnesses, those people are actually claiming that they saw Jesus die physically and then saw him physically risen from the dead. And then those people proceeded to be tortured to death for that belief, 
which I think is a significantly different thing. It's not only other people and multiple people, but it's also people making a very specific claim. No, I watched this person. He died. He definitely, positively, absolutely died. And he was in a tomb for multiple days. And then I saw him alive again, physically speaking, to the point of where I could put my finger in the holes, as we see in the book of John, chapter 20, verse 28, right? Um, so, I mean, I think that's a significantly different claim than just, oh, well, I think I'm God. Well, okay, well, do you have any followers who claim to have seen your miracles? Can you perform a miracle for me today? You know, it's interesting. There's not a single opponent of Jesus from his time who ever said he could not work miracles. There were people who said he was a witch. There were people who said he was some sort of an evil sorcerer. There were people who said that he was a son of Satan. Not a single person has ever recorded saying he couldn't work miracles. Why is that? I posit to you that it's because they couldn't. They knew he worked miracles. They saw it for themselves. Um, and I think that's a significantly different claim than just, you know, well, hey, I'm saying that I'm God today. Well, there's just a, a difference. Uh, go ahead. Can I? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, your argument mostly um, applies to the fact that there are there's a popularity and a, and a religious fervor around Jesus. It doesn't necessarily prove that he is God. Um, and the, the inverse of that would be that if God were to exist and no one believed him, that he would not actually be God. Um, I can be God and not necessarily have anyone believe that. That is not actually a component that's required. Um, also, when we're talking about uh, testimony from witnesses, uh, there is a, a long history of, of eyewitness testimony not being entirely, um, you know, reliable. Um, and also, you know, especially if you have a vested interest, not just, you know, for, for personal gain, but a religious, you know, uh, belief that you want to maintain. It's entirely possible that you could um, be persuaded to believe something that you saw was Christ when it was just perhaps a similar person. Uh, there may be uh, a figure that um, simply resembled Christ and then took on the mantle post uh, when he is supposed to have been resurrected. Uh, it's entirely possible that, you know, it, it's a double act of, of just someone coming along claiming the mantle of Jesus and, you know, uh, the uh, apostles needing to have a belief to, to stand for buying into that and people who have not personally seen Jesus only heard description of him seeing a, a man with long hair and just deciding that that is the Christ resurrected. All right, so uh, I think there's a couple points that I would want to kind of point on there. So the first one, just to be clear in my argument, I am not saying – that popularity is what proves that you are God. What I am saying is that if you come to me claiming that you are God and you've never you know, done anything that would indicate to me that you are God, right? That is different than say, Jimmy comes to me and say, no, you don't understand. I watched Jared walk on water with my own two eyes, right? Bare minimum, right now I'm having somebody, whereas you could easily be making it up there's a very, very high chance that if Jimmy doesn't know you personally and doesn't have any sort of a vendetta, right, or agenda, that he's probably not making that up. Now, potentially, there could be another argument as to why that occurred, or maybe he was an optical illusion or something along those lines, right? But my point in saying that is any old cult leader, 
you know, egotistical, narcissistic thug can show up and say, hey, I am God, right? And of course, anybody trying to make a point can say, I am God. And any comedic actor can say, I am God, and so on and so forth. Literally anybody can say, I am God. That's perfectly fine. But it's different for somebody to actually show up and genuinely believe this person is God. Say, no, I watched this happen with my own two eyes. And by the way, not only that, but you're going to throw me to the lions for it. And I'm perfectly fine with that because here's the thing. I saw that happen and you're not going to convince me otherwise. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a significantly different thing than just popularity or than somebody just self claiming. Right. It's it, just to give an example. Right. We know for a fact Al Qaeda believes Islam. Right. Would you not agree that it's a completely different thing for Al Qaeda to say, I believe Islam 1400 years later and Al Qaeda to say, I believe Islam and I walked with Muhammad and I watched him levitate and I watched the moon be split and so on and so forth. Bare minimum, you know that the guy in the latter example not only firmly believes it, but also has been convinced using his reasoning ability. Whether or not that reason is flawed, we can get to that. But he definitely believes by virtue of reasoning, not hearsay or anything like that, by virtue of his own experience, right, that this person is divine in some way. I mean, I, I, we would have to agree that that's different. It's just simply not the same, right? A couple of points. Um, uh, the one point um, um, that uh, you bring up uh, about uh, the uh, apostles uh, being tortured for their beliefs um, as, as evidence of God. Um, as I study history, I am amazed at the number of truly stupid ideas that people will devote themselves to, sometimes even to the point of martyrdom. Um, and the corollary to that, uh, the stupider the idea, uh, the more likely they are to be uh, uh, to get violent when those, uh, when those beliefs are challenged. So the fact that the apostles allowed themselves to be tortured for the beliefs really is not all that convincing. Um, well, so, because I, I want to point something out real quick, because the, the response is not necessarily geared towards what I said, and it's a slight distinction, but it's very important. Bare minimum, would you agree that the disciples being tortured for their belief indicates strongly that they believed it was true? Is that something that you'd agree on? Uh, I would be, I guess I would believe that if... Um, those, uh, the books, uh, the, the Gospels, um, were written by the people that they say they were written by, um, that those people would definitely believe what they say. But right, just so, because some, point, but, uh, how do we know that the, the, the writings by the apostles are firsthand and not uh, claiming to be the apostles? Well, so I will get to that in a second, but I just want to follow up really quick with this um, point that I'm trying to get out here with uh, Jimmy. Because my question then is, since we can agree, because it's pretty obvious, right, that they definitely believed that, right? Why is then my immediate question? What causes a person who has been around this person for years on end now, three years at least, right, living with him day in and day out to say, I saw this man physically dead and then... 40 days of his resurrected body, I hung out with him physically resurrected. What causes an entire group of people, including people who did not previously believe, like James, to believe something like that? I mean, that would have to be a pretty extreme event, don't you think? 
Um, oh, okay, one other thing. Um, it's actually she, it's not he. Um, Did I say um, he? I apologize. I did mean she because... Oh, okay. All right. Um, you may have said, you may have said she, but my brain sometimes mishears things. Um, you are still going along with the idea that these, uh, these books, uh, with the gospel, are firsthand uh, accounts. Um, and the general um, consensus is that uh, none of them were. In fact, the earliest uh, books that we have of uh, of anything in the New Testament are the uh, uh, are the epistles of Paul, and Paul says very plainly that he was not a uh, um, uh, a, a first hand. Uh, witness to Jesus. He said he had a vision of Jesus. Let me let me just in, interject here. Listen, there's no point in wasting time here. Like, Jay, they won't believe that the Bible is real, and you won't believe that what they're saying is real. So let me just ask uh, Jimmy and Jared, right? Why don't you believe in God? Forget about religion. <clears throat> Forget about anything. Why don't you believe in God? That's what I'm interested in. We can go back and forth arguing this you won't believe jay and he won't believe you so why don't you believe in god i want to hear from both of you why give me a good fucking reason why you don't believe in god that's what that's what i want to hear. there are various um things about the new testament and the old testament that i find very troubling um people no, 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 no. don't even take that into it why don't, don't you know god doesn't have to be connected to any religion just think about is there a creator or not forget about the new testament old testament oh. is that whatever is there a god or not and if not why why don't okay. you believe there's a god um you i think you <laughs> i think you were misunderstanding <laughs> yes that was god it's a miracle <laughs> <laughs> okay um yes um yeah um, i think you're i think you are are, uh, misunderstanding uh i am not a christian but that doesn't mean that i'm not religious uh i actually consider myself very religious i am a wiccan uh and so um i uh posit a a posit a god but uh that god is is definitely female okay so you so believe in God? Want, yeah, well, the, the goddess, yes. A god, whatever. Who cares um, what gender it has? I mean, yeah, that's true. Why, why would it have a gender? Is it dating okay. somebody over there? What, what's <laughs> going on? Is it mating in the no, realm of God? She's dating me. Ah, um, ah, that's what you want. You, you want to date God. Oh, that's what you want to do. Not right? only do I want to, uh, I have. You better step up your game, you know? Yeah, that's well, no regular woman you're talking about that. Oh, well, yeah, that that uh, that deity has a serious, yeah. seriously yeah. sweet ass. Um, ah, so you tried to fuck God? Is that what you're saying? Oh, I oh. fuck, I fuck God regularly. How dare you try? Well, fuck so I kind of just steer the conversation back a little bit, just because the question <laughs> no, is not deism, right? It, it is Christianity. Um, uh, true and enough. Thank you. whilst I certainly would be interested in an argument for deism or theism, I think that, you know, Christianity is the specific thing that's a question here. Now, you mentioned an excellent point, which is 
sure, I might posit what sort of crazy thing that would possibly make these people believe it, but who says that it's written by eyewitnesses anyway? Um, and there are multiple things that I would have to point out with that. First off, you say the scholarly consensus is currently that they are uh, that these books were not written by eyewitnesses. Um, I just need to be blunt. The, I, uh, the, the scholarly consensus is wrong. It doesn't make any sense. And if you use the modern techniques that are used to say that the, that the biblical writers didn't, in fact, write the Bible, you cannot understand a single event in history ever before the year 1500. You just simply cannot do it. It is impossible. Let me explain why. First and foremost, it was unanimous up until about 1796 um, amongst all scholars of all different languages across the world who studied Christianity, right? And they did not study it with each other, by the way. The Ethiopic church had no relation to the Latin church, right? Um, it was unanimous amongst them. Matthew wrote first, followed by Mark, followed by Luke, followed by John, as far as the Gospels were concerned. All four of them were written before the year 65. We have record from people, for example, Eusebius, who is writing a history in the year 300, uh, lists, um, and, and of course, you know, he's using different dates because they didn't set up the Gregorian calendar yet, but what would apply to the modern day date of 41 AD as the date for the first New Testament text, i.e. the book of Matthew, which is what he says. Um, Papias also records for us before the year 100, the existence of Matthew in the Hebrew text, or in, yeah, in the Hebrew language, which to be fair, could be Aramaic because uh, we're not sure if Papias knew the difference. Um, and also the existence of Mark in the Greek text. We know for a fact that at least some of Paul's epistles were written after um, the Gospel of Luke for two reasons, actually. Reason number one, he quotes Luke. And reason number two, and much more importantly, Luke and Acts are a two-part set that is actually sent to Theophilus on behalf of um, Paul. Uh, Theophilus is believed by many, although this is not proven to be fair. Um, Theophilus is believed by many to be a lawyer. What is proven, though, is that Luke was indeed sending this text over to Theophilus on Paul's behalf for some reason. We just don't know whether or not Theophilus was Paul's lawyer. Nonetheless, that is before the year 64 when Paul was executed, which means Paul's later writings have not actually been written yet. And that's a bare minimum of at least three of them that have actually been written before the year 65. Um, to be blunt with you, there is absolutely no evidence whatsoever to support modern biblical scholarship. Mark and priority is false. The Q document is false. The idea that they wrote it after 75, it's false. And I honestly would really like to see some evidence for um, any sort of a difference here, because quite frankly, we don't treat any other document like this at all, right? There's no other document that, you know, for example, First Peter. First Peter says it was written by Peter. There is no other documents in the world that even though there's no evidence to the contrary, and we have something on the, you know, in the text within itself saying that this was written by a certain person where we say, no, nah, I don't think so. And to give you a perfect example of how absurd that is, um, I'm claiming right now that the Gospel of John was written in about 65, right? Our earliest fragment of the Gospel of John is found in about 125. That's 60 years later. That's barely any time at all in the historical grand scheme of things, especially when you consider our earliest manuscript of, for example, the Gaelic Wars, which nobody questions that Julius Caesar wrote the Gaelic Wars, is 900 years after the writing of the Gaelic Wars. 900 years, I mean, that's absurd, right? That is insane. So if we're going to start saying, oh, well, these books weren't actually written by the people you claim they were written by, all right, then all history literally ever outside of the Renaissance and forward, we're just agreeing didn't happen, I guess, right? Uh, I think it would be more a matter of Jared, before you guys respond, yeah. 
I'm sorry. Before you guys respond, I'm gonna, I'm going to. Uh, we're only going to go for about five more minutes on this because we need to leave a little bit of time for the Q and A. So I'm gonna give you a chance to respond, and then uh, maybe we'll do like a uh, one minute closing for everybody to kind of <coughs> give their final thoughts. So go ahead and respond, and then we'll go to that. Okay, I was just going to say um, your argument at most is that we can prove certain parts of what was written are true. And to your point about uh, historical documents, we don't know for certain that they were written by the people who claim they are. We're just using the, the documents that we have and going on our best knowledge. We don't necessarily know that every single document of history is true, but it is our best, uh, you know, estimation of it. Um, if evidence were to contradict parts of that history, then the evidence, uh, if it were empirical or uh, some other form, would take precedent over that. And there's many parts of the Bible in which empirical evidence does run counter to what is claimed in it. Like what, though, in regards to this in particular, because I know some things you might claim, like, for example, you know, there's people can say Genesis and what have you. There's tons of things we could argue about. But in particular, as it pertains to the people who wrote these books, what empirical evidence do you have that, for example, Matthew didn't write Matthew? My point I was, don't. Right? I'm like, not claiming a... Like, there's nothing. There, there is absolutely nothing. And you can go to the highest scholars on this. There's nothing. In fact, what most people typically argue for, interestingly enough, they say there's correct prophecies within the Gospels. Therefore, the Gospels must be written after those prophecies, which in my opinion is just hysterical, right? People will say, oh, show me a correct prophecy. I show you a correct prophecy. And then they'll say, oh, well, that's a correct prophecy, which is impossible. So therefore, it must have been written after it. Now show me a correct prophecy. Different argument, of course. But the point being, right, it, it's a very uh, yeah, presuppositional uh, argument. Are you – well, what about uh, those prophecies that did not come true? Like what? Like the destruction of Tyre. Tyre was destroyed. Tyre was obliterated by Alexander the Great. Yeah, it was not obliterated. It was uh, – um, Well, I mean, obviously uh, it wasn't obliterated. We didn't have nuclear bombs, but I, I think you know what I mean, right? Like, Well, like, no, like, yeah, oh. it's certainly uh, parts of it were destroyed. Uh, almost every city in the world has been partially destroyed. Even Rome was partially destroyed in 64 AD. Um, but the thing is that the, 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 the Bible prophecy says that Tyre will be completely destroyed and it will never be rebuilt and people will forget about it. And Tyre was never destroyed. Um, in fact, you go to Tyre, you can go to Tyre today and it's still there. So that is a prophecy that um, failed to manifest. And if the Bible is the inerrant word of God, how do you um, rectify that other than to say that some of these um, um, passages that say the tire will be destroyed are, should, should not be taken literally? Hey, uh, we're going to give you a chance to respond, CJ. And then um, after he responds, uh, just so we can get some questions in, uh, we'll have to go to the Q&A. So uh, go ahead and respond to that, and then we'll kick it off. Can I just 
take a minute after. Yeah, Jay. yeah, yeah. I'm going to one actually minute. give everybody yeah. one minute closing. Yeah. So okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I just want to go ahead and quote here, right from um, edge, uh, ancient.eu. Right, Tyre's thirty thousand inhabitants were either massacred or sold into slavery, and the city was destroyed by Alexander the Great in his rage at their having defied him for so long. Uh, the fall of Tyre led to the rise of Carthage as the survivors of the siege who were able to escape Alexander's wrath by bribery or stealth founded the new city in north of Af in the north of Africa. So not only is it an accurate prophecy, but we see that the destruction of Tyre that was actually laid upon the city was so strong that the Phoenician culture ceased to exist because they had to flee and they rebuilt themselves as the Carthaginians. Um, so I would just simply want to ask again, where exactly do we see failed biblical prophecy, because in this example, what I'm seeing is something that absolutely came to pass. That definitely happened. And by the way, just to be clear, ancient.eu is not an apologetics research uh, uh, center or anything like that, right? They are just simply um, recording certain events in history. They don't care what Ezekiel had to say at any point in time, you know what I mean? Um, so I, that's that would just be kind of where my argument there would end. All right, thanks for that, CJ. Why don't we just start with you to go ahead and start with your uh, one-minute uh, closing, and then we'll go to um, music analysts, and we'll move that way. Uh, that way we give, um, since you guys had the opening uh, word, we'll give the um, non-Christians the closing word. All right, um, so... The, the thing that I would kind of say to wrap this up is I think as we've seen over the course of this argument, it's kind of dicey for the atheist to try, or for the non-Christian, I should say, um, to actually come up with a solid argument as to how it is that we can explain these resurrection stories without the resurrection actually being true. At first, we started with, is it true that can we agree that these people definitely believed this? And of course, the answer was yes, because why else would you have no earthly gain whatsoever and then allow yourself to be tortured to death? Then we asked the question, why would eyewitnesses come to believe that a person they saw die rose from the dead and ate and supped and slept with them and all that other kind of stuff for the next 40 days? And the best that we could actually end up seeing here was that, well, we don't actually know that these Gospels were written by the eyewitnesses. But when we challenge that, right, when we look and compare it to every other historical document we see, we see that not only is it absurd to claim that these documents for some reason can't be trusted while all of these other hundreds of thousands that are hundreds of years after their original writings, right, um, are things that we can trust. But on top of that, right, on top of that, we actually have greater evidence for Jesus than most figures of this time. There is nobody who has eight to 13 different historical sources within 50 to 60 years of their death outside of Jesus in that same time frame. And I challenge anybody to try and find one. I challenge anybody to prove it. So for Hannibal, for Alexander the Great, for Sun Tzu, for Julius Caesar, you simply can't do it. And the reason is that evidence doesn't exist for any other figure, right? Jesus, and this is Bart Ehrman, not me, uh, at least talking about the New Testament, right? But the story of Jesus is the most well-established story in the history of antiquity, bar none. Bart Ehrman, by the way, is not a believer. He is, in fact, anti-Christian in a lot of ways. The most well-preserved, well-attributed document of all time, at least before you get to you know a certain point in history when we start recording things a little bit more. Um, I don't know if I necessarily want to say trustworthy. We haven't had a bunch of wars burn a bunch of stuff down in a good long time. But nonetheless, point being, um, I think when you look at those – 
arguments laid out there, right? The only true argument you really have against the rise of Jesus is these people didn't actually write it. And if you actually look at that argument, it just doesn't actually have any evidence behind it. All right. Thanks so much for that. Music analyst. Yeah, I just want to say it's so hard to to prove things in the history. Uh, only time will tell if the Bible truly is true. I mean, you won't convince any of, uh, uh, of the non-believers until reality confirms it to you. So only time will tell. I just want to say the devil, you can just look. Why is the devil, like the elite people of this world, why do they worship the devil? Why? Have anyone asked that? I don't want any answer. I just want to put that question. I just want to say this. I used to be an atheist. Uh, uh, and I, 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 I guess a lot of atheists have asked this question. Yeah, if God exists, then who created God, right? It's the logical question to ask. Like, who created God? There must be somebody that created God and so on and so on and so on. No, the thing is, there, uh, nobody created God. God has always existed. Like, the way I see it, God lives, as you said, Jay, uh, a while back, you said something about you have to be timeless to create time or something like that. Exactly that, timeless. What I believe is in the realm of God, it's just a stream of endless time. And then that God, when it created this virtual reality, whatever you want to call it, it made it limited. Therefore, we, we, only, uh, we only understand a beginning and an end you know, of time. So therefore, we try to apply that to the creator. Like, uh, who created God? Because we try to ap apply a beginning and an end uh, to God, which is ridiculous. We can't do that. It's like a video game in the GTA. Video game characters in the GTA video game try to understand the colder, which lives in another realm. You can't understand the colder. It lives in a totally different realm. Uh, so, therefore, nobody created God, and God never got destroyed. God has always been there. And we're just trying to apply our reality and how it works to God. No, no, no. Nobody created God. God has always been there. And in that realm, time is endless. Endless. It's just limited time for us in this virtual reality. And that's that. When we die here, we'll probably join a new video game. And so on it goes forever. You can't... You can't it may be a little bit claustrophobic, but you can't escape this. We live on forever in different characters, and we probably lived for billions of years. What is time? What is time, really? If you were in a coma for 30 years, and I was, I was awake, alive, for 30 years, I would feel 30 years. But if you w woke up after 30 years in a coma, it would have felt like a second to you. Not even that. And what about dreams? The same. A dream. What is a dream? might be a whole new reality. You're exiting this reality for a temporary moment, entering another reality because you think the dream is real, right? When you dream, you think you're there, but you can't be because your body is right here. Anyway, it's not uh, related really that much to this discussion, but I just want to say that in the realm of God, there is no limit to time. Therefore, nobody created God and God can never be destroyed. It has always been there. We, we just don't understand it until... We die probably and then end up in that realm. And we're all one from us. You can say God is like a dough and we're all from that dough separated into this different per people, you know, but then we re reunite to the source, which is the almighty one and only. There is no gods. There is only one God. You can see it at the, at the top of the, as a, as at the top of the pyramid, 
that is God. There is nobody above God. It simply cannot be. And now I'm done. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much for that. We'll kick it over to the other side. So I guess I'm going next. All right, fine. Um, the evidence that has been presented is at the very least um, controversial and not completely um, settled. Uh, you know, whether the, the books of the Bible or the, the, the Gospels were written uh, before 65 AD, we have different sources saying different things. But that's not the important thing. Um, as I was saying in my uh, uh, original uh, uh, opening statement, um, Christians feel, uh, and they've said this, that the Bible is the inerrant word of God. And so we have to take all of the claims as being true. And if one of them is found to be false, then everything falls down. Um, and again, with the uh, get tire is um, uh, we could go on and on about uh, whether tire was destroyed that, or not. That's not the important thing. There is um, the the example that I gave of in the end times, um, the stars will fall down from the sky. That's clearly wrong, and if that's clearly wrong then the the whole the whole system crumbles and that's my final statement it's my final answer thanks so much jared uh i just want to say that um uh, uh jay's uh, argument seems to mostly be based on uh the the belief just that the, the actual document is real if we do believe that the, the document is real, that doesn't mean that the claims of Jesus are necessarily real. It just means that there was a prophet who managed to do amazing things that uh, convinced people that his religion that he was, uh, you know, uh, pushing was, you know, the one true religion. It's entirely possible if you want to take a more metaphysical uh, look at it, that it, that Jesus was, um, uh, you know, Satan or some demon or something just fucking with people. All right. That's my point. All right. Thanks so much for that. Um, now we'll jump over to a Q&A section. I've, we've got a few questions here. Um, so if you have anything that you want to ask, uh, tag me at Converse Contender in the live chat, and I'll try and get to your question as well. Um First, we had a uh, super chat from Dave Dallafior. says, why are you wearing a hat indoors? I guess that's for Jay or myself. Um, if it's for me, I didn't know there were limitations on hat wearing, uh, but maybe J unless Jay wants to add to that. Um, Dave. Because, I don't know. You want to. Who cares? That's <laughs> not a real business. You All want right. to, and that's that. Dave. Yeah, I have it for you. Yes. Dave had another $2 question. Thanks for your super chat, Dave. Uh, he says, he speaks broken English and Greek. Yeah. Angry. I'm not angry, know. by the way. It's, I don't, it's just my phone. 
It's just my tone. Let me uh, let me just say they don't know. I, I'm I, I've only spoken English for two and a half years. I'm from Sweden. I'm Persian from Sweden. Trying to trying to do something. Oh, else. I didn't okay? know who I didn't know who they were talking about. Yeah. Uh, no, really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I know. All right. So um, no, you're actually you're doing really well. Actually. Um. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Travis Lee had a $2 super chat. Thanks so much for that. It had no content in it, though. And I've seen he said later, um, sorry, my uh, message didn't make it in the super chat. But I actually never seen a message. I looked for it. I didn't see it. So um, if you're still here, um, let us know what you were trying to ask. Dave Dallafior again says, uh, he should have been wearing a hat to hold his brain in. So I'm... <laughs> I guess that could have been for Jay. I'm not sure what it's in regards to, though. So unless Jay has anything to add to that, we'll just skip forward. Um, we have a $2 euro, or not $2, but two pounds, I guess, from Religion is Bullshit. It says, Music, you said there's one God. Do you know it's yours? Listen, yours... It's not that you own God. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yours, God. It, there is only one God. Some people say it's Allah. Some say, say it's the Christian God. Who gives a fuck? It's only one. Who cares? It's not exclusive to anything. It might be true that it's done the Christian Bible and this, that, whatever. I don't know. Only time will tell that. But I do know there's an architect to this reality. you got to be a... I'm sorry to say. you got to be some idiot if you think this is random. You know what I'm saying? This shit ain't random. How dare you say this is random? Okay. You know what random does? If you have random coding for a video game, do you think anything shows up? No. You need to have some uh, codes that are, you know, put in a certain way for, for the picture to show up. Even in a video game. And then you don't think that applies to this shit right here. Okay, All right. that's it. Thanks so much, Music Analyst. All right, uh, Gabriel K says, Converse, CJ, Jared, and Jimmy. I feel your pain. This was so awkward, LOL. Good job, CJ, for staying on topic, though. So, awkward. What awkward about it? Thanks, Gabriel, for that $5 super chat. Uh, you got a fan, CJ. Um, next, we have uh, Stupid Whore Energy. Thanks so much for your $5 super chat. It says, Can CJ actually document? A martyr that died for refusing to deny that he saw a risen Jesus besides Paul. Um, yeah, actually, I, I, in fact, I would I would question what history she is reading because you can actually find documentation of all of them being executed without exception. All eleven of the non uh, John apostles, right? All eleven outside of John, they were all executed um and i say that not including judas and you know it replacing matthias with judas um judas himself of course killed himself um paul was executed luke was executed mark was executed james was executed john the baptist and jesus were both executed um i, I just i don't know I, I, I the question is is just so and, and maybe it is just genuinely you know questioning um in which case you know, I, I don't mean to be as blunt as I am, but it's it's not a debated fact by any stretch. We know for a fact that Nero slaughtered Christians. We know for a fact the Jews slaughtered Christians. I mean, Paul, right, is saying that he's the one who did it. So that's not even an instance of 
you know, oh, well, we were persecuted. No, Paul is saying, yeah, they were persecuted. I persecuted them. You know that guy, Stephen? Yeah, I killed him. You know what I mean? So um, it's just simply not a disputed fact of history. All right. Thanks so much for that. Gabriel K, $2 Super Chat, says, The dog barking in the background won this debate. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for that. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, I don't know who, who has the dog. I only had a, have a cat. Oh, it's your dog. All right. All right. Uh, Gabriel K, another $2 Super Chat, says, CJ, Heaven's Gate also believed and died for it. I'm not sure if you... Um, I don't know anything about Heaven's Gate, to be entirely honest with you, so my answer will be somewhat sparing. Um, but again, my point is not simply that they believed and died for it. My point is that they did not believe, were convinced afterwards, and then died due to what they were convinced of, which they claimed to have seen physically, right? In other words, so let's say music analysts say he says he saw a ghost, and I die because I believe strongly that music analysts saw that ghost. And I'm just going to pick one of you guys, so don't take it offensively. But Jimmy, I guess, wants to kill me for it. Well, let's just pretend. Um, that's one thing. But if me and music analysts both claim to have seen the, the ghost, which, of course, rules out hallucination because there's no such thing as a mass hallucination, and then both die saying that we had... Uh, seen that and, and you know if Jimmy or Jared or whoever some third person wants to come up and kill us for it right doesn't matter we saw it right that's a completely different thing because now what I'm telling you is that I saw it with my own two eyes you cannot convince me otherwise and that's not the same argument as I believed it because I had a burning in my bosom or whatever you know what I mean and therefore I flew planes in the building it's, it's just simply not the same thing so what we need to ask ourselves is what would convince Every single one of the apostles, plus people who did not actually physically see Jesus, but saw Jesus in mass visions or, or singular visions or what have you, right? What would convince them that the person they watched die was alive and supped with them and slept with them and so on and so forth for 40 days straight? Um, and I posit that nobody is able to provide an answer because, quite frankly, the only answer that really makes sense is that he rose from the dead and sat there and slept with them and ate with them and so on and so forth for the last 40 days. You know what I mean? But nonetheless, I, that was long-winded. All right. Thanks so much for that. Uh, Stupid Horde Energy, thank you so much for your $5 Super Chat. says, where the heck is CJ getting his dates for the Gospels from? Uh, the dates I use for the Gospels are the near unanimous. I say near because there are seven out of the 27 books in the Bible that do have some disputed dates. Uh, but the near unanimous um, deductions of the first 1800 years of church history, regardless of whether or not you believe the documents. So I don't mean to have nothing but an appeal to authority, because, of course, that does not make the argument. But if we're going to claim, well, the consensus today says, yeah, well, the, con the consensus for 1800 years said otherwise. And it was a unanimous consensus. It wasn't like a 60 or a 50 percent of people who just so happen to not believe the book anyways. Right. Um, so I, that, that would be where I'm getting a lot of the dates. For example, just to give a specific example, uh, the, the common date, traditionally speaking, for Matthew is 41 AD. You get that date from Irenaeus and Eusebius. All right. Thanks so much for that. We have a, another $5 super chat from Stupid Whore Energy. Says, <laughs> <laughs> she says, uh, Mark 5 uses the word legion, which is is a Roman word, which means three stories, I'm sorry, 
These stories were written once Israel was fully Romanized, probably after 70 AD. I think that, sorry Jay, I don't have my, my glasses, but I think that was uh, during the time whenever you were talking about uh, his, the historical um, um, dates of, of the Gospels, and uh, she's, she's referring to this uh, legion term used in Mark 5. Right. Uh, well, it's just simply not true. Um, it, it's just it, and not that the not that the word legion isn't used. The word legion is used, but the idea that that somehow means that it had to have been written after seventy is is just not accurate. And there's no reason to believe that it is accurate. The Romans conquered Jerusalem around forty seven B.C., um, some eighty years before Jesus was crucified. They absolutely would have been. In fact, Paul was a Roman citizen for crying out loud. They absolutely would have been familiar with the Latin language. So I, I just dismiss that argument it's not a good one all right thanks so much gabriel k had another question uh super chat said um an empty tomb means someone moved the body early christianity was a cult three thousand years ago six people saw a unicorn so what well and if you wanted to make that kind of an argument you certainly can it, it is a little bit more reasonable than some of the other arguments that have been made like the mass hallucination hypothesis and so on um but i would just simply ask you to provide your evidence if your only evidence is i don't believe in god therefore i posit it must have been stolen well that's not really convincing and also why are these people being tortured to death for a lie i i don't know a single person by the way i know numerous soldiers and police officers and people who have to go through you know grueling trainings and all that kind of stuff i don't know a single person who if i waterboarded them for an hour would continue telling me a lie let alone if i fed them to lions or lit them in fire or put them in a boiling pot of uh, oil or something like that so um you can try and make that argument if you want i just simply don't think it makes any sense all right thanks so much Gabriel K again says, $2 Super Chat says, Good job, CJ. From an atheist, this was insane, LOL. Appreciate so, you. So, Gabriel um, both likes you and questions your, uh, <laughs> questions your argument. So, um, next, $5 Super That's Chat. Fan, Another $5 Super Chat from Stupid Horror Energy. You'll never guess who this one's to. Uh, says that quote used from Bart Ehrman goes on to say that the attributes come centuries later and that's a problem. Uh, well, it certainly is not a problem. And let me explain to you why Bart Ehrman, much like anybody on the entire planet. And so I don't pick on my, my opponents today. I don't pick on Bart Ehrman. I, this, it's simply, the evidence doesn't exist. So it's not possible that you could provide it. Bart Ehrman does not provide any evidence whatsoever that the Gospels were written a century plus after uh, Jesus' crucifixion. That's, and in fact, Bart Ehrman numerous times has claimed that such a thing is not true at all. Bart Ehrman has claimed certain things, like for example, he, he buys the evolution of high Christology hypothesis, which essentially posits that Mark and priority is correct, i.e. Mark is the first Gospel, and then Matthew and Luke um, in whatever order you decide to choose, take their information from Mark, which, by the way, is usually commonly said to itself take information from the non-existent Q, um, and that John was written even later than that. The problem is there's not only absolutely no evidence to support this theory, um, but much more importantly, Mark very clearly 
shows Jesus to be God. So the evolution of high Christology is just outright false. We know it's outright false. Mark shows not only the resurrection of Jesus, although to be fair, that is disputed, the last 12 verses of Mark, so on and so forth, right? Although bare minimum, there's an empty tune at the end of Mark, even if you don't accept those last 12 verses. But even, even despite that, right, Mark still claims that Jesus has power to um, cast out demons, has power over the angels and the winds and the seas, has the ability to uh, call God his own father for crying out loud, right? Is face to face in a way that no other prophet could possibly be in, indeed in a way that is said to be impossible for a human being. Uh, it even goes as far as to say he has the right to do, thing like, uh, do things like judge human beings and forgive sins, which is very explicitly a trait only God has in the Old Testament. So the claim that Mark does not actually provide for us a Jesus who is fully divine is simply not in line with the facts. All right. Thanks so much. Uh, Zonia, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Zonia, $5 super chat. Thanks so much for that. Says Siddhartha Gautama Buddha was just as well documented 500 years prior just to be pedantic. Uh, well, there's a couple things with that. As a former Buddhist, I can actually let you know that that is not the case. He is not as well documented. In fact, the um, common consensus around Buddha is that virtually nothing written about him can be trusted, um, which I will admit Buddha is another one of those historical figures, a lot like Sun Tzu, Socrates, and indeed Jesus, who's kind of picked on a lot by the scholar. Um, <clears throat> he does not have eight, let alone 13, let alone 20 plus, which I didn't mention the extra biblical non-Christian sources written before the year 100, but there's more of them, right? Um, different separate sources documenting his life. That's just simply not the case. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, somebody can correct me on this, he has four within the first 100 years of his life, which by the way, ironically happens to be a pretty common number for those uh, figures, but nonetheless, four in total, not eight, not 13, not 20 plus, but four. Um, likewise, I don't really see what the time period that you lived in has anything to do with anything. I mean, so what if you lived in the 600s while Jesus lived in the first century? What's what's your point? All right, thanks so much for that. Gabriel K, $2 Super Chat says, Music Analyst reminds me of Edgar from Mr. ID, LOL Eggs. I'm what not the sure. heck? Yeah. I'm not sure about that reference. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell that is, so I'm not sure either. All right. Maybe maybe the person is right. I don't know. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll move forward. Uh, Obi One Kenobi says, "What do, what do the atheists think of Pascal's wager?" I'm guessing he means like uh, Jared and uh, and you as well, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy, are you, I'm sorry, are you, Hello? Jimmy, you're muted. Can you hear me? Hold on a second. Yeah, I can hear you, Jared. Go ahead. I just unmuted you as well, Jimmy, so go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Pascal's Wager. Um, it is the idea that um, um, if God exists and you believe in him, then everything is fine. If God exists and you don't believe in him, everything is still fine. Uh, and if God doesn't um, uh, exist and you don't believe in him, everything is still fine. It's only if God exists and you don't believe in him, um, then you're going to have a big problem. Uh, the problem with Pascal's Wager is that it could be applied to any deity in any religion. 
Um, we could say the thing of the of the the the, the Buddha or of my goddess. Um, if you believe in her um, and she exists, then everything is fine. Um, it, it, it's just it's a wager that you're going to lose because there are so many different gods around. No. Also, I mean, it, just because it's convenient uh, or, you know, uh, gives you better chances of a, a better outcome, it doesn't mean that it's true. It just means that you're taking the most convenient belief. And also, belief is not necessarily something you choose to have. You either believe it or you don't. If you're believing it based on some self-serving reason, then it, in all likelihood, even if you picked the right God, you would end up there, be sensed as not having true faith, and then still get all of the, the negatives of not believing. It's all about your actions, really. When it comes down to it, it's all about your actions. Are you doing good deeds or bad deeds? If you're doing bad deeds, you're going to see that... Listen, this is how I see it. There's a devil and there's a god. Both are from the one and almighty God, but there's two sides of God. Uh, so if you do bad deeds, you are telling God, whatever, with your free will, which side of God you, you're on. Are you on the devil's side? If you're doing bad, bad shit, yeah, you're, 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 you're turning into the devil's side. But if you're doing good shit, you're, you're going into God's side. Why, why do I sound like this? Anyways. When you're uh, talking about two sides, does that mean like, is that not two gods or is that no, no, no. In, in, in God's realm, there is only one. But in this reality, it's a dualistic reality. You know, life, death, up, down, inside, out, you know, inside, out. Uh, you know, cold, warm, you know, all that shit. Bad, good. So, with your free will, which was given what, by the uh, one and only, with your free, uh, free will, you are showing God what you want by your uh, actions. You know, with your free will. So if you're doing bad shit, you're telling God, I, I want to be on the devil's side. But outside of this realm, there's only one entity. But in this realm, it's a dualistic reality. It's yin and yang. That's it. So your actions, even if you don't, uh, uh, if you're not, uh, you know, without religion or anything, it doesn't matter. If you're a good person, then you're good. That's it. Okay. Sorry. All right. The problem that I have with that if if i can if yeah, i go can ahead. go ahead yeah uh the problem i have with it, you made a lot of claims but you didn't give any evidence for those claims and one of the rules of logic is that a claim that is made without evidence can be dismissed without evidence yeah what evidence do we have for the big bang the fact that when the stars are measured that there is a definite redshift uh, to the light that they produce, the farther they are away. Oh, we don't even know if those things are what they're told us they are. We don't even know that. Listen, there, this flat earth thing, I thought it was ridiculous two years ago. And when, but when you start to look into it, you, you start to ask questions because some things don't add up. But that's a whole nother debate. That's a whole nother debate. Anyways. Right. Thanks so much. Yeah. For uh, yes. All right. Thanks so much for that. Uh, we'll move on to the next question. Uh, a question from Tioga says, do you or CJ even know what the fling is, Converse Contender? Um, I don't know. 
what that is. The uh, fling? Yeah, I think it's some type of European heritage thing. Um, fling, Highland, Laddie, Hornpipe, Flora, McDonald, any of these dances mean anything? I, I'm sorry for that. The, the children of the night here. The children of the night, shut up! <laughs> about the children of the night. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally unfamiliar with all of those uh, dances. Sorry. Um, Sunflower, $2 Super Chat says, Atheist or unhappy, unhappy hedonistic con men? I okay. I, I, I'm sorry. I did. I, I didn't hear the comment. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I didn't hear the comment. Oh, sorry. It said that atheists are unhappy hedonistic con men. I, I'm neither a con man nor nor unhappy or successfully hedonistic. <laughs> so I don't know <laughs> what that's coming from. Well, um, I'm going to say two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for that. We'll move on. Um, we have a super chat just came in from Gabriel K. says, for $5, Christianity and atheism can exist together in this country. I'm proud to be part of this massive social experiment we call home the USA. Thanks so much for that. Your country is super important. Your country, if it goes down, it's all doomed. No, for real. Your country stands for the idea of freedom. Don't let them take that away, or else we're all fucked. Take care of your country right now, and won't right, which is Trump. Trump 2020, motherfucker. Okay, anyways, continue. <laughs> well, that's it, actually. That was our last question. So um, thanks so much for everybody that's in the live chat for coming out. Thanks for the uh, debaters for showing up, and we've had some technical difficulties, but I think this is still very entertaining, and and there was a lot of uh, arguments uh, back and forth, so I really appreciate it, and thanks for bearing with us. With that, we'll go ahead and end the stream here, and as James always says, keep sifting the reasonable from the unreasonable. Thanks, you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Shalom. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.